Time once again for our community spotlight. And this week, Cal Stanley joins us, the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club of Oakland. And Cal, there's a lot to get to, certainly with what you've been dealing with and fighting through COVID and keeping the kids uh, in a in a spot where they can have a healthy lifestyle. And I want to get to that. But first, I think it's important always to remind people, especially in our Oakland community, the uh, the history of the Boys and Girls Club of Oakland and, and how much you've been a part of it and some people you can remember over the years that have been a part of it with you as well. Okay, well, well, Vince, thank you, kind sir. I appreciate that. You know, it's been my great privilege to have been involved with the club first as a kid, uh, wandered through the front door circa 1967, uh, and have been involved uh, as a student member, went off to college in preparation for it as my career uh, uh, choice. Uh, doing the work professionally since uh, 1979, uh, July 1st, and uh, taking the helm back here in Oakland in 92. So all of a sudden, uh, my odometer has uh, turned over 42 years, and July 1st started my 43rd and my 30th at the helm. And so folks who have been involved in the club, um, my cohort and before me are manifold. Certainly uh, Oakland A's former ace Dave Stewart and I were contemporaries at the club. You know, Boys and Girls Clubs of Oakland, uh, we're autonomous members of Boys and Girls Clubs of America, the national. And we're not the largest, uh, we're not the smallest, we're not the oldest, and we're not the youngest organization, but with six, we have more alumni enshrined in our National Alumni Hall of Fame than any other club anywhere in the country. Uh, in addition to Dave Stewart, uh, the great Bill Russell, uh, the late great Joe Morgan, uh, the late great Frank Robinson, uh, Raphael Sadiq of Tony, 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 uh, and Jim Caulfield, who grew up in the club, ran his own club in Oceanside and worked for the National for many, many years. So uh, we've got uh, those folks and a number of other young people um, and not so young people who just went on to become positive contributors to society, which is our mission. How important is that when the kids walk through the doors and they see that somebody just like me, either you know, a person of color or, or a young kid, was that same person and look what they've achieved if they could just keep themselves moving and realizing that the tools you provide at the Boys and Girls Club can really help them achieve those goals. No, absolutely. You know, one of, the, one of my uh, mantras that I use on occasion, uh, behind every great kid stands a great Boys and Girls Club Board of Directors. And what I mean by that, you know, when I was a kid at the Boys Club, uh, which is what we used to be, um, in, in 1973, I was the boy of the year. Um, today, because we're Boys and Girls Clubs, we have a youth of the year. Well, when, when it was me, uh, the chairman of the board uh, chairman and CEO of Lucky Stores, the late Gerald A. Oz, was the chairman of our board. And he picked me up and took me to lunch. And that, uh, you know, struck a tone with me that has stuck with me for all of these years. And so we have similar captains of industry, uh, women and men on our board who take time out from their schedule uh, to help our young people, to meet them, to know their name, uh, to interact with them. We just had our salute to youth and our current youth of the year uh, interfacing with uh, 
the Honorable Mayor Libby Schaff, <laughs> you know, like they were old friends. So people making our young people feel good about themselves, you know, helps uh, them to uh, get a leg up in their self-esteem and feeling good about themselves and, and, and growing up and doing something positive. Cal, for something like the Boys and Girls Club that's been in our community, I think, for over eight decades now, yes. can you just in the simplest of terms, the same things that they try to impart upon you as a young child, how common are those themes still today? What is the mission of the Boys and Girls Club as they come through the doors and looking for help and hope and a chance to get some direction? Well, all of those things, health and hope and opportunity. You know, our, our mission, again, simply stated, is to develop our community's youth into positive contributors to society. You know, teaching kids right from wrong. You know, we, by design, are in flatland Oakland communities. We own and operate three clubhouses uh, in West Oakland, 24th and Market, in Far East Oakland, uh, 86th Avenue and International. That's the clubhouse that Dave and I went to in our youth. And our newest club, I'm speaking to you from our uh, new headquarters a facility at 3300 High Street, literally four doors west of I-580. And I say new, all of a sudden it's been here for 17 years. And, and so young people wander in the front door. Uh, some uh, who were directed to come here by their parents, uh, recommended uh, by their teachers and school administrators. Um, and many of their parents and even grandparents likely went to the club. And if it was good enough for me, it's good enough for you. And so they come here to learn and go, grow, to broaden their horizons, uh, to, uh, you know, learn right from wrong. You know, as many as 70 percent of our school districts, uh, uh, schools uh, that feed our three clubhouses, as many as 70 percent of their enrollment live with neither biological parents. So we provide a, a home away from home, uh, surrogate parents, if you will. Uh, young people advocating for young people, um, helping uh, to ensure that they're expanding their horizons. It's a kid's job to expand his or her boundaries. Uh, it's our job to ensure that it's a controlled growth. What is a typical day like for a boy or a girl that walks through in a, into one of the clubs after either a day of school or maybe it's, a, it's an off day from school or it's summer or Maybe it's the weekend, but when they walk through those doors, what happens? Well, you know, they're greeted uh, by name. You know, it's one of our best practices. You don't know what kind of a day a young person has had, whether uh, he or she didn't have their homework uh, or the dog ate their homework or they were called on and didn't, don't, didn't know the answer, uh, whether they got into a disagreement, uh, needed some conflict resolution and sent to the principal's office and if, and, and if their parent or significant adult got called, you know it's not, it hasn't been a good day. So you greet them by name, uh, ask them how they're doing, uh, how's it going, what kind of day that you have, um, what can we do to help, um, and then get them engaged in some programs or activities. And so in uh, each of our clubhouses, uh, we're kind of a one-stop shop for youth development. And so um, everything from education and career development, helping young people with their homework, uh, and as a consequence, kids participating in our clubs uh, typically score a half to a full grade point better than their non-participating peers. Um, seasonal team sports uh, in the gymnasium and out on the baseball field, uh, we have uh, youth baseball, uh, RBI program, which is supported by the A's and Major League Baseball. 
uh, not the RBI uh, uh, baseball stat, but reviving baseball in inner cities. Um, we arts and crafts, um, um, performing arts, uh, you name it, um, teaching kids how to cook, <laughs> you know, just, just about everything, developing life skills. And as we emerge from the pandemic, um, you know, helping kids and families to navigate that, um, people don't realize when the schools shut down how much the kids and community rely on the school um, for the lunches and the snacks. And so we, uh, thanks to the generosity of the Thompson Family Foundation, Golden State Warrior Clay Thompson and family, um, we were able to provide uh, uh, hot restaurant sourced meals for upwards of 100 families, um, a few thousand meals to help them to navigate the pandemic. And so uh, we opened back up in this past November, and we've uh, been opening up further still. And now that uh, this is, you know, the whole uh, economy is reopening, we're taking baby steps to ensure that our kids um, are safe, um, and that our staff are safe, and our volunteers are safe, and that we, uh, again, help kids to navigate uh, as we emerge from this uh, pandemic and try to make up for some substantial learning loss. The bottom line is with, with all these things that you just mentioned, when they walk through the door, immediately they feel support. Yes. And how important is that support for them to build self-esteem, to build, to build character, to, to build strength from within, to, to take on maybe some, some things that were, you know, really foreign to them, but they maybe had a faraway interest and you're willing to, hey, let's try this together. Let's see what it, what it does for you and see if it opens up things inside your life and it allows you to, to explore who you may be moving forward. No, absolutely. You know, life is tough. And as I say, it's tough, but fair. And as a young person, you know, well, going through the pandemic was tough for me <laughs> to imagine being a kid. It seemed like the end of days. Uh, and so helping kids uh, to to make it through that and uh, with some hope for the future. And even um, when it's not a pandemic, um, you know, life is tedious. It can be tedious, especially when you come from uh, tough circumstances. Um, I, I seldom, if ever, anymore call our young people disadvantaged. They, they have enough baggage, uh, but uh, instead kids who need us most. Um, you know, it's been said that anytime one of our young people make it to our front stoop, they deserve a standing ovation. And so then we go the extra mile um, in so doing, giving them that standing ovation with a day of positive activities, effective programs at the club, uh, helping them to develop their skill sets, um, physically, hand-eye coordination, uh, large muscle groups, um, uh, the whole nine yards, and to stay abreast of their homework. Um, you know, kids, uh, no self-respecting kid would come here just for homework assistance <laughs> after having sat through school all day. Uh, but when you rename it, uh, the Brain Factory or the Power Hour uh, provides some incentives, some snacks, and help young people get over a rough spot. Uh, you do generate that full half to a full grade point uh, um, improvement uh, uh, in short order. So just, you know, getting kids to feel good about themselves, making them feel wanted. You know, some of the, the essentials that kids need, um, we just know this from studies and such, an ongoing relationship with a caring adult, and we have plenty of those full and part-time staff and volunteers. Uh, a healthy start, 
uh, trying to help ensure that kids can read at grade level. You know, it's been said that uh, from birth till about uh, grade three, you learn to read. Thereafter, you have to read to learn. And it stands to reason that if part A doesn't happen, then you're going to struggle with part B. Um, safe places to learn and grow. We operate three clubs, as I mentioned, in East, West, and Central East Oakland. Access to marketable skills through effective education, helping kids with their regular education, uh, helping to kindle their interest in STEM and its related professions, you know, partnering with the likes of uh, Chabot Space and Science Center, uh, partnering with Waz Ed, um, which is uh, a, a program of Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak uh, curriculum to help kids with coding, uh, digital animation, drones, uh, you name it, anything to do with technology. Uh, we're giving our young people uh, insight to it and aptitude, and then certainly an opportunity to give back through service. And so young people volunteer inside the club, outside the club, helping with cleanups, uh, helping with tree plantings, uh, you name it. So. Um, giving those kids uh, those five essentials um, and uh, just being available and affordable. Uh, we are a club, and so uh, for 20 bucks um, for an entire year, anyone with kids, if you can imagine paying $20, and that's the entirety of the cost uh, to keep your young person occupied after school year-round uh, is kind of what we do. And how we're able to afford that you know, it, it costs about $1,000 to serve each one of our uh, roughly 2,000 kids. And so if you pay $20, that leaves you 980 bucks short. So that's where our donors, that's where friends and stakeholders like the A's and other people uh, come in. They can help through our events. Uh, we just had our Salute to Youth um, on June 24th. Uh, we're working on a golf tournament for this fall. Um, and it'll culminate with our Oakland Town Ball on Friday, December 3rd. And so um, our website, uh, bgcoakland.org, our social media, um, there, there's no shortage of ways to help. And so take a look at uh, the websites, uh, the social media portals, uh, and give us a call. Shoot us an email to info at bgcoakland.org, uh, and we will get you started. Cal Stanley joining us from the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Oakland. He's been their executive director since 1992. And, Cal, you touched a little bit on the baseball. I do want to go back to that, the RBI program, and what it means for the kids just to even have the ability to get access to a glove or a bat or a helmet or you know some semblance of a uh, maybe a, a uniform top or maybe even more, the, the baseball shoes. When you outfit these kids – both baseball and softball, and you get them out on the field, what has that experience been like to watch their eyes light up and maybe get an opportunity to do something they've seen some of their heroes do that they've never had a chance to do, and now they're at least getting an opportunity to experience that? And, and from that point, who knows where it might go? That, that, that's true. You know, we, we, we play our RBI uh, and practice uh, right there at uh, Greenman Field um, at uh, – it uh, used to be Havens Court Junior High, but 66th Avenue and International Boulevard. And so you, you can literally see the Coliseum <laughs> from, from there. And so um, and, and we've had A's uh, current players. We've had uh, A's legends, uh, Dave Stewart and others come out. Um, and so young people putting on 
a uniform. I mean, who among us, when we first played youth sports, didn't feel two feet taller when we put on that uniform? Um, and then you have um, people uh, from the A's. Um, when we have asked, the A's have given generously of their time and their talent. Um, they've let us use the Coliseum field <laughs> for, you know, for, for baseball clinics. And so young people not only get to experience a game uh, with hot dogs and, and everything else provided from the, 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 the concession stands um, during um, A's games, uh, but also when the state stadium is vacant, we, you know, we have kids out there running the bases, sliding, learning how to get down and play a, a ground ball, um, the whole nine yards. So, you know, making them feel good about themselves um, is uh, a good percentage of the battle if we're going to help them to uh, fulfill their potential. Um, and getting them to feel good about themselves is the first step towards them feeling good about uh, the rest of us in society. Cal, you're such a powerful story because you walked in as a child and now you helped run the club that helped make you the person you are. And I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, all the years that have gone by, and all the things that have changed in our world, what has been you know, the rock of the Boys and Girls Club in your estimation that continues to be that beacon, that, that place of positivity where boys and girls can go and where we all know is a very difficult time, not just COVID, but everything else that we're dealing with in our world with you know, lack of diversity and uh, the un underserved and underhoused and so on. And yet when they walk through your doors, that is still there and it's still it's been there for years and i know you feel strongly that it's not going away anytime soon well no it's not you know and one of our mantras nationally and locally is that you know we are available and affordable for any young person uh who wants to belong there's no requirements or proof of good character or anything um, whoever wants to engage and come in uh, is able to do so and, and so we you know Working with that in mind, uh, any young person who comes to us, um, regardless of where they come from, um, we kind of, you know, whether it's from money in a neighborhood, you know, money is relative. <laughs> There's some with more than they will ever need. And there was some that uh, can't see how they're going to get through the rest of the day. So any of those kids can come to the club and it's a, a level playing field and, and they learn how to get along. Uh, how to um, wait their turn to play the various games, uh, how to do their homework quietly, um, hopefully towards becoming lifelong learners, um, just the whole nine yards, you know, giving them uh, a reason to stay the course academically. Uh, we know, you know, piggybacking on my earlier comments about learning to read and then reading to learn, uh, those who don't do so well with that first part, you know, the eighth grade is about the the fork in the road. And so kids kind of toward list, start listing, if you will, towards uh, uh, the dropping out or graduating on time and going on to higher education, which is what we want for all of our young people. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the campus of the University of California, Berkeley, with a great relationship that we've built there, uh, courtesy of Gilead Sciences. Uh, who has sponsored um, several years running uh, a Bay Bridge series uh, prior to the pandemic, and we'd have as many as 300 kids out at out at one game. <laughs> um, so when they come through the door, you know, um, 
as always, um, it's a place where uh, they belong. It's a place to go and a way to grow. Great futures start here. Just ask Dave Stewart. And finally, Cal, I know the stories that you could tell, the successes that have come through the doors are numerous. But just in general, as you show up every day and you see the progress made by kids that either just started, that was their first or second day, or kids that have been coming through there or their brothers have come through there before, and you see where they've gone, how encouraging is it for you in what is an otherwise very difficult time for, for all of us, uh, uh, not only here in Oakland, but in our, in, in our country? Well, you know, it's more encouraging than you know. And, and, and one of the benefits of having done it for as long as I have, you know, when I first started, I was literally 22, right out of college. And so technically the teens weren't that much younger than I am. And so uh, many of them are finding me in droves on social media and they have a lot of great things to say, um, want, wanting to actually help. You know, I found a picture um, kind of, well, I, I forget what took me to my scrapbook and I was on a Zoom with my staff because it was COVID. And I showed a picture of me from 1981 outside of a portable unit that we had on a, a school ground in North Oakland. They said, you got to post it. And I posted it. And so um, kids, parents, the whole nine yards are reaching out, uh, kind of sharing stories of um, what their history was, when they got involved, how they got involved. And so we have an alumni association, uh, folks who appreciate what they got from the club and are looking to give back. Uh, we have a booster group um, of mostly alumni uh, that um, are giving back as well. So, you know, trying to perpetuate uh, what the club is and what it means to be a club member and to pay it forward. You know, the late Gerald A. Oz, uh, Lucky's chairman and CEO, uh, was there for me. Our current board chair, Michael Kahn, former uh, market uh, president for B of A um, and other financial roles, um, just um, and, and the whole cohort, um, just helping uh, to provide a positive place for kids place where kids can just be a kids, just be kids, learn, grow uh, at their pace uh, with guided discovery um, by staff and volunteers. You can see a lot of stories and all the information, especially how to donate and support the Boys and Girls Clubs of Oakland at uh, bgcoakland.org. And uh, Cal Stanley, as uh, the executive director, we appreciate that you're out there and uh, doing the work that you're doing out there on the front lines and, and making a difference times 10. And for all of us that know Dave Stewart and I love and admire Stu so much, if it was good enough for Stu, it's good enough for anybody. So, Cal, thank you so much for joining us on this Community Spotlight and wish you all the best with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Oakland. Well, thank you. It's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, we appreciate you and the A's uh, and, and the A's Community Fund uh, for helping us to help kids. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.